Well, listeners, here we are. You guys know the deal. Uh, Breaking Bad is over. I know. Try to stay calm. This was a real bittersweet moment for all of us. Um, As Brian Cranston said in an interview, anything that's worthwhile is perishable. And Breaking Bad was certainly that. So we're sad to see it go, but at the same time, it uh, had to end sometime. And they certainly went out in the proper fashion. Uh, This last episode for us will cover the last two episodes of Season 5B. Uh, The episodes are Granite State and uh, Felina. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, You know, you can find us on the internet, obpodcast.com. Check out the blog, find us on Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Let us know what you guys thought, and uh, please enjoy the episode. Thanks. Is Walter White still out there? No, he's not. You sound very sure. I am. I I can't speak to this Heisenberg that 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 people refer to. But whatever whatever he became, the the sweet, kind, brilliant man that we once knew long ago, he's gone. But to be absolutely. to talk about the penultimate episode of Breaking Bad. Uh, Granite State showed Walt in a very unique place um, in in the lead up to the finale. It was, uh, yeah, I just want to go down the line and get everyone's initial thoughts and then, Mike, you can bring us into the mm-hmm. step-by-step analysis of it. So what would you guys think of Granite State? I uh, I liked it quite a bit, as I expected I would. Um, I, I was expecting the big jump in time um, that we got. I figured they would have to do that this week in order to make it work for the finale. Um, it was great. I loved everything about it, the phone call. and I think the extra 15 minutes or so for the episode was a good idea. Yeah, it totally. It, you know, it gave them a little extra to work with, but it didn't make it like too long or whatever. Right. So. Not that it could be too uh, long. Right. <laughs> right. I don't know that it's yeah, possible. they could have made it three yeah. hours. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I get what you're saying. So. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mike, what'd you think? I uh, admittedly, this was the first episode of the season that I that I haven't watched live. The first episode of uh, of any of season five that I haven't watched live because the Bears game was on Sunday Night Football, <laughs> and uh, and Bears kind of takes precedent over anything else. Uh, it was also the the finale of Dexter, which I didn't watch in lieu of the Bears as well. So anyway, I watched anyway. I watched it today, uh, and I loved it. I I th- I think it is, while not the best and most dramatic episode of this half of the season, I think it might be my favorite. 
Uh, really? Yeah, and I'll hmm. and I'll talk about why. Uh, sure. But I, when Amanda came home from watching it live while I was watching the Bears, she went to her parents to watch it. <laughs> uh, she came home and I just kind of said, "Don't give any details." But what did you think? And she and she goes, "I don't know. There's there's so much to talk about." So I was a little weary at first going into watching the episode today. Uh, mm-hmm. But I gotta say, she and I did not see eye to eye because I loved it immediately. <laughs> what about you, Matt? Um, I I liked it a lot. I I liked it quite a bit. My I I have kind I had kind of um a strange kind of kind of preconceived notion going into it because I don't know if you guys know, if you guys have noticed this, but Breaking Bad throughout its history has had very significant um penultimate episodes to their seasons mm-hmm. um like walt running over the gangbangers um walt watching jane die um a, b- a bunch of other ones um yeah. <laughs> or at least a few other ones but yeah. um this one felt more 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 set up more more build up and it was it was also very like I said, it was a very unique look at Walt and what Walt has happened. And I left the episode extremely satisfied, Mm -hmm. but also a little curious about just how they're going to wrap this up in one episode. (laughs) That's, you know, that was Amanda's same thing, but I Mm. I really think, and I'm kind of jumping the gun here because this talks about the end of the episode. I really Mm -hmm. think that this was the, final transformation and i think that's why i loved it so much while the whole show has been about walt and his evolution he has evolved he has fully evolved at the end of this Mm -hmm. episode and and we will see the repercussions of that in the next episode and not to say that i don't care what happens next because i can't freaking wait and it's going to be amazing but as far as the story of walt he he evolved this is it we we saw it happen tonight and that I think is is why it's my favorite episode of the season so far, and why I'm not worried that they w- that there's still too much left to to fit in at the end because there is action to be seen. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen the character arc. That's a good point. That's 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 a good way to phrase it. Thanks. Agreed. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so should we get yeah, into? Yeah. Let's the, uh, the meat let's of the get there. Let, that's we got a ways to go, but the uh, yeah the cold <laughs> open. Starts with uh, a red van pulling into quite literally a vacuum cleaner shop, uh, <laughs> and we see an elder- elderly gentleman asking a man to get out, and we find that it is Saul, who is also trying to start a new life in Nebraska. Uh, Saul is informed that he has a roommate that he's going to have to hang out with little for a little while that is below the vacuum store, uh, and we see on the monitor that it is Walt pacing and slamming his hand against the hanging lights uh one of the one of the most different tonally i think of the cold opens what did you guys think of this cold open yeah it was it was a little bit um i guess i would use the word playful sure uh Mm -hmm. to see because you know it's it's hard to be too serious anytime saul is on the screen because he's really funny (laughs) um so yeah, it was it was the, yeah tonally it was it was a little bit playful I think, um, which isn't a bad thing. Um, yeah, no. it was. I was I recognized Robert Forster right off the bat. I was like, oh yeah, the guy from uh, from Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I just kind of 
I thought it was a fun way to because of course I was expecting Walt to be in the band. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was a fun little scene. I liked it. Yeah, I uh, I liked it too. I thought I, I've said before that like, this show blends humor and drama in such a such a very uh, such a great way that it's kind of nice to get. It wasn't it wasn't outright humorous or anything, but it was kind of it was a little low key, mm-hmm. and uh, like you said, you you can't not be silly with. Um, Bob Odenkirk on the screen. Just the little toss mm-hmm. of his hair when he's taking the photo was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That it, it's nice to see them infuse that little bit of comedy there at the end mm-hmm. when everything is going to hell. Um, but I liked it, and uh, I, I immediately noticed Robert Forster as well. Yeah. Um, I just recently saw him in The Descendants a couple uh, months ago, yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, I just got a kick because he's 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 an awesome he's, he's an awesome actor. He played the father of the deceased or dying, I guess, eventual deceased wife of George Clooney. Yep, yeah. mm-hmm. he was great. Yep. He was great in that. Oh yeah, um, and he was he was really good in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into that, mm-hmm. but yeah. so after the cold open, we finally hear Walt talk, and he's wearing a sweaty T-shirt. <laughs> not not his usual <laughs> getup, I would say, uh, and he's right. planning his revenge on Uncle Jack. Todd, the the rest of the Nazis, when Saul comes mm-hmm. in, uh, and Walt is kind of looking for help from Saul to find hitters who can who can take out the the neo Nazis, and um, Saul doesn't doesn't help, and in fact he gives him some advice. Do you guys remember what the advice was? Yeah, He's, uh, he says to stay and and deal with it. Yep. Just stay here, turn yourself in. Right. Do you think? That Saul is right. Do you guys think he should have stayed and and I don't know turned himself in and and all hmm. of that. Tiny, um, I if I was Walt, that's what I would have done. Stay. <laughs> but I think yeah, yeah, I would have. But I think I think it's better for the show if he leaves. It's you know it's more interesting if he Agreed. leaves. Um, it's. Yeah, uh, if 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 they were going to do that, he would have had to do it in the finale, because that would have been pretty much yeah. it. Um, so yeah, I, I that that was the right move to make, I think, for the the filmmakers, because he needs to do it. Yeah, he needs to do it on his own. I agree. Saul was right. I think Saul was right. The best situation. Yes, is he to was stay yeah. here. But for the for TV right. for for Walt for Heisenberg, not so much. Speaking of Heisenberg, right. we get Heisenberg uh, come when Saul says he doesn't want to help. And then Heisenberg comes up, and I don't remember exactly what he says, but before he can finish the lines, he coughs. I loved that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, when when he sa- he's like, "What?" Uh, it was something like, "What did I say? We're not done until I say." He's he's trying to say it until I say we're done, mm-hmm. but then he starts coughing, and that's actually a callback to uh, the first episode of season five, where he says he says very threatening threateningly to to Saul he's like we're not over, it's not over until I say it's over or something like that um so it's it's that reversal that's kind of interesting to see and I'll talk about it a little bit more later on um in this episode but I feel like this this whole batch of episodes has been about parallels mm-hmm. um in that there's that like that example that I just gave Ozymandias was filled with um callbacks and and uh uh different different like uh 
like like Gus, like the Gus, the the Walt with his head on the ground, um, f- like it framed exactly like how Gus was when, in season. Yeah, I think it was actually season three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, we'll talk about that more later. But I just think that that's an interesting choice, style choice on the on the on the on the production side. Yeah. I think I I think I skipped a moment. Uh, we see Todd and the goons. <clears throat> excuse me. Before that, uh, where they're watching the video, right? The uh, yeah. They, the feds come into that to the to um, Hank's house and find that it's all torn up because the neo Nazis have been there, and they're watching the tape, Jesse's confession. And I love mm-hmm. the moment when. During the confession, while they're watching the video, you see Todd just kind of like twirling the fork like the little freak that he is. And then when (laughs) Jesse rats him out for for killing the kid, Todd smiles. Yeah. Yeah. It's like like I got the sense that he was trying to convey that he was proud of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is so messed up. It really is. But but so like Todd. Yeah. That's what I would expect from Todd, especially in front of his family slash compatriots i would expect him to try to you know play it off like yeah see you guys you know i'm not i'm not just some little kid or i'm not just some pansy i I deserve to be in this outfit or whatever he does absolutely we don't know all that much about the uh, the other ones but i am most afraid of todd oh me too definitely definitely especially after this episode but (laughs) we're getting ahead of ourselves uh cut Um, but with the Sorry, um, with the I, I was so glad that we got to see some of the confession tape because I mean it's just it's ripe for just phenomenal acting and Aaron Paul's an f- incredible actor. Mm-hmm. So I felt kind of when when they kind of cut away from it when he recorded it, I was like, oh, well, that kind of sucks because I mean, mm-hmm. I mean that's that's prime real estate for for quality acting mm-hmm. uh, from one of the show's best actors. Um, so I was glad that we got to see it, and I was even. I was amused that we got to see it in such um, a unique light. Like it, it wasn't the, it wasn't the Emmy bait. It wasn't the Emmy bait acting scene for his for his Emmy reel. It was these Nazis mm-hmm. ripping on him. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. great. Um, so fast forward a little bit to. Skyler, I think it came out of a commercial where Skyler is in the room with her lawyers, and all we hear is that uh, that really high pitched, annoying kind of uh, frequency coming back at you mm-hmm. sound, which is great because mm-hmm. it's really disorienting to us, which is the feeling surely that Skyler feels at the moment. Absolutely, right? true, um, true. Um, and again. Uh, perfect parallel to the pilot episode when walt is getting told the uh of his diagnosis the exact same thing happens Ah, nice Uh that's right excellent excellent uh so after a while we find um we find skylar at home which is which is one of my favorite scenes in the movie if you're in the movie in the show (laughs) the episode and you're talking about parallels um there's the of course by now iconic scene where walt says that he is the danger and he is the man who knocks, right? Yes. He is the person people of whom people should be afraid. And he mm-hmm. is the type of person who would come into somebody's house. And of course she goes to check on Holly Oof. and they're in the room. What, how did that was, yeah, so how did you guys react it to was, that? I jumped. 
I, yeah. I, me too. I was going to say that. I I'm sorry to step on. No, that's yeah, fine. I, I literally flinched as well. Yeah, I, I jumped out of my skin. It, it was very. I, I think I. I think I like gasped like out loud. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> ah! Oh! That's, um, that's, <laughs> yeah. So masculine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yep. So masculine. Yeah. That's okay though. I but and yeah, the whole was, scene. I I love when he's like touching her shoulder and like lightly brushing yes. his thumb mm -hmm. on her shoulder. It was so Todd. Yeah. So Todd. It really was. <laughs> I feel like Todd... I, Jesse Plemons plays it so well. Mm -hmm. He And the, the character is fascinating. Almost to the point that I kind of wish that he hadn't only just appeared in season five. Um, yeah, absolutely. I kind of wish we had more, more of him to grow. Um, they kind of... It's the kind of character where you, you just know that they realized how golden he was like a little too late, you know, or yeah, I guess not too right. late, but they didn't get him until late and realize he was gold. Like I would have liked to have seen more of Mike Ehrman trout. Yeah. Oh yeah. But he's such a minor character early on. And then, and then they're like, well, we need to beef up this character cause he's great. Right. Same with Jesse. You know, the, everybody in the world knows that they plan to kill Jesse before the first season, but they kept him around longer. Right. I true. feel like I wish, I agree with you that we that we w I wish we got Todd sooner. Yeah, and that's a good point about Jesse. I didn't even consider that. That's kind of a running theme for the series that they've. I feel like yeah. they've they've stumbled upon all of these phenomenal actors that they uh, right. they need to write to keep around. Right. The uh, the only thing I would say about that is uh, is my, Mike made the point earlier that we he jumped ahead a little bit where where he said that Walter is done evolving mm -hmm. and i think i feel like i kind of feel like todd is that character i think he's kind of done evolving as well because i think he's just at the point where he he's evolved to the point where he's just a wild card you don't know what he's gonna do he's gonna typically he's gonna lash out but yeah you know it, i i think he's done evolving so i don't know how i'm not gonna i wouldn't say i don't think it would be interesting to see the character for another two or three seasons but uh it would be oh uh, that's true maybe yeah. some predictability to it i guess that's true maybe maybe How it would have been better be? yeah maybe, right right maybe if he would have been introduced earlier and then his evolution kind of kind of slowly unraveling a little bit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um although then again he kind of he was on for like two or three episodes, and then he killed a kid, and from there we're like, oh, okay, this guy's not on the level. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, just great acting from him in general. Yes. Did you guys think they were going to kill Skylar? Was that was that possible? In your no, 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 I didn't think so. I thought they no. were going to kidnap her and the kids and uh, uh, hold her for ransom to get Walt back for some reason, which I don't yeah. I don't know why they would. Um, well, yeah. I, don't th she I was think they're done with him. I was gonna say, as as far as they're concerned, I think they're done with Walt. Yeah. Like they don't they don't plan on ever interacting with him or seeing him again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, shortly after that scene, we get uh, Todd in the diner, and Lydia comes in, and, and I got to give a <laughs> shout out to one of my students, Mason, who who showed a, a tweet to me uh, that Todd is now Meth Damon. <laughs> yes <laughs> nice, which, funny. which was awesome yeah uh and i won't linger on that song for too long uh, that song oh my gosh sorry oh. i'm reading things and talking at the same time that's cool uh i won't linger on that scene for too long but just to say that 
Lydia does not seem interested until Todd mentions that the cook is up to 92%. I I think it wavers, like 92 and 96. Yeah. He, yeah. he tells her 92, but then tells Jesse 96. Am I, am I correct? Yeah, here? and I was kind of curious. Yeah. I, maybe it was maybe they're talking about a different batch or something. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I just thought it was kind of bizarre that they would do that. But I think it's because of a different batch. I originally um, read a little too much into it and was thinking, like, well, did she? Well, did he just kind of? Is he buttering up Jesse? But that's ridiculous yeah. because I don't think Jesse really cares about the purity of the cook, right? At this point, <laughs> right? So right. again, there, there's more. At the risk of getting too long, I kind of want to breeze through some of these things. Right. Um, then we get to uh, the fixer, Saul's guy, uh, taking Walt or Mister Lambert now yeah. uh, into the cold countryside. He introduces him all these things, says it's going to be lonely. Uh, you need to stay here. If you leave, it would be very stupid of you. The man leaves. Walt walks to the edge. He's about to go into town and says, I'll go tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we find out later on that he actually waits a month, maybe a couple months, and he still hasn't gone into the town. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that more when we get to the Walt stuff. But really quick, let's let's talk about Jesse. We see a lot more Jesse uh, in in this episode, yes. Then maybe I expected. I I was so pleased with how much Jesse we got. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for him the entire time. He's breaking out of the chains. <laughs> he eats his ice cream, which I thought was even more creepy of Todd to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so Jesse is perfected getting out of the handcuffs. He climbs out of his cage and he's running. And I thought he was going to get away. Me too. He, here I'm thinking he's gone. I, oh, I never thought he was going to get away. Really? really? Oh man. <laughs> no. I, I clapped. Uh, so he's climbing up the fence, and of course they come at him like a firing squad. And the next scene is perhaps the most heartbreaking scene in the entire show. Maybe for yeah. me. Yeah. What about, what um, about you guys? Aaron Paul has said that, uh, said like, I think it was maybe during his AMA, but he said that um, the hardest scene he's had to, he's had to perform in the series, maybe in the series or just this season, hasn't, hadn't been aired yet. Mm-hmm. And the scene with him in the car was uh, pretty safe to say it. it might be it. Um, yeah, I think Todd so. Sh- Todd shows up at Andrea and Brock's house, uh, tells Andrea that Jesse is there. Um, she asks where and says, out there in that van. He barely even finishes what he's trying to say. Something like something along the lines of "Just so you know, this isn't anything personal." Yeah, that's and before he says the L, he shoots her in the head. Yeah, yeah. I I gasped. Yeah, me too. It was. I, admittedly, I watched this with a couple of students in my journalism <laughs> class. We just <laughs> we just put out a paper, so it was a free day today. Okay. And so a couple so a couple of the kids and I watched it, and uh, and one of the students goes. Watch Mr. White's face because he'd already seen the episode. Watch <laughs> awesome. Mr. White's face, yeah. And I and I didn't hear that until until they told me later. But man, my jaw dropped. That's great. Oh man, it's that scene. It was heartbreaking. It was it was heartbreaking. It made me fear for Brock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when when it goes back to when it goes back and shows Jesse in the van watching and helplessly doing all that, I thought again parallels it it paralleled um uh walt in in the car uh after hank cuffed him mm-hmm. uh, being helpless to stop jack and yeah, uh, yeah yeah it's an interesting 
and it, it's an interesting thing between these two characters that they've that they've experienced similar kind of things mm-hmm. in the, in this now at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, talk about I just just talk about completely being lost in a show, completely being involved in a show. I I got choked up during that scene because mm-hmm. just I wasn't even thinking about. I wasn't thinking about the show. I wasn't thinking about, you know, what's going to happen with Walt. I was just like, I cannot. I just felt felt so awful for Jesse in that yeah. moment. Uh, and you know, I think ninety percent of the accreditation can go to uh, Aaron Paul for being an amazing actor and, and playing that scene Absolutely. perfectly. Uh, so yeah, that's that's how I felt. I was just completely, completely in that scene so much, and just wasn't thinking about anything else except jesse it was uh mm-hmm. really well done just so so great I, I agree it was it was crushing but great yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. the best way to say it um different different than hank's death oh very hank different. hank um somewhere along the line and we talked about this in previous episodes lost his innocence he was still the good guy and heroic in a sense you know but do you remember when we were talking about when he was talking to gomez uh, and yeah. and Hank says, you know, who the who the meth head murderer? Yeah, and then yeah. maybe he'll die. At that point, while you still root against Walt, you're not totally for Hank. So when mm-hmm. Hank dies, it, it's heartbreaking as well, but not in the innocent kind of way as when Andrea dies, right? And and Jesse's helpless. Yeah, because she's completely, completely, uh, an innocent. Just completely has literally nothing to do with it. Like even, I mean, like with Jane, I mean, she got, I mean, she didn't deserve to die, obviously, but she was, she was involved somewhat in the the proceedings. She tried to get the money away. She tried to keep Jesse away from Walt. Like I said, that's not justification for letting her die or anything, but Andrea is literally like, she just met, she just met this dude at a, at a narcotics anonymous meeting mm-hmm. and that's it right yeah i i can't wait um my my final piece on that is that clearly jesse's our hero mm-hmm. right i've i've yeah. said this for like four episodes in a row but they just <laughs> they can't kill jesse by the end of this thing right right <laughs> they could uh, i hope they not. could but i would i would be really sad i i would feel not cheated they would really have to do it right for jesse to die um, I want Walt to die, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but I would feel I would feel awfully upset at at the show if Jesse were to die. Yeah, I can. It would see have that. to be something yeah. special. I I almost expect him to die. Um, really? Just because he's, he's pessimist. Just because he's very uh, tragic. He's he's mm-hmm. he's had all this all this crap happen to him that the only thing. Like, like, he could either have this big heroic ending that that everyone wants him to have, or right. he can do that and then also die because he has nothing else to. Right. Well, if we're Maybe gonna he talk do it about saving Brock, yeah. yeah. If yeah, we're sorry. gonna talk about like tragic heroes, usually tragic heroes have a fall from great heights, and I don't think Jesse ever got a great height. I think he's gonna inv- evolve into a great hero. 
I think okay. he's going to I don't think he's had his hero moment from which he can fall and 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 have his uh have his tragic moment. I think he's m- more on a hero's journey hope. He's on a hero's journey where he he gets the happy ending that he deserves that I feel like he deserves. That's a right. good point. That's what if point. uh what if at the end uh Jesse ends up adopting Brock and Brock is his son? And then, like, the final scene of the show is Jesse being diagnosed with terminal cancer. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, what I think uh, will happen with, with Jesse and Walt in particular is that Walt will realize Jesse's the only family he has. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think there's any saving Walt as far as Jesse's concerned. Right. But, yeah, let's, think... but let's talk Let's talk about Walt. We're getting a yeah. little long yeah. here. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Lambert, we get the really cool juxtaposition, I think, of the uh, New Mexico Albuquerque desert with the snow. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. of the of the northeastern United States. I, I think that's I think that's a really cool juxtaposition. We get Walt uh, clearly is not doing well. Right. He's dying, and, and um, in the first scene we see of him in solitude, the fixer comes to visit or comes to drop off some supplies and there's a really interesting moment where Walt offers him $10,000 to stay for two hours. Yeah. Of course, yeah. his reply is uh, I gotta get home. He says $10,000 and then he says I'll stay for an hour. Right. And I really I really feel bad for Walt again, which I hate because I never want to feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. when he yeah. says uh, there's a barrel of money what, what happens to that money when I die, will you take it to my family? And the guy says, would you believe me if I told you I would take it to your family? That was pretty sad. Yeah. That was pretty sad. So, uh, Walter is, is lying in bed, coughing his lungs Uh, up real quick. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, that scene where, where he stays and, and, um, uh, sits with him. Um, did you notice? I, I don't know what they're trying to say with this. If this has any deeper meaning or anything, or if it's just a just a show, just to show Walt's fall from his kingdom. But I think I know what you're. I think I know where you're going. But, yeah, go when they play the cards, Robert Forster's like, like he's like he says kings. whatever. Yeah, he's like here. Yeah. Uh, he deals with the cards and everything. He's like king, and then a second later, he deals the cards again. And he's like two kings, and I'm like. Like okay, I can get like the the one king being being Walt, um, yeah, <laughs> sitting there, uh, um, on like, like uh, on chemo or whatever, on um, mm-hmm. like black market chemo, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of a funny thing to where he's like where it's like he's he's not the king he was before, right. but what's the second king? What's that about? I don't know. There's yeah, there's got to be some kind of significance to it, but it's. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what they're going for. Yeah, Obsessive viewer listeners, look it up. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> yes. Vince Gilligan, if you're listening, yeah, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> Come on, Vin. Yeah. <laughs> We're on a first-name basis with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Vinny. You he was Vinny. charmed by our, our impressions of him. Yeah. <laughs> Walt finally bad. decides that uh, he's hit, what, rock bottom? I, I'll tell you what I love. I'm sorry. I'm backtracking as well i love the little moments we get that connect the dots to the cold open at at, at season five episode one yeah i love Mm -hmm. that we see the bigger glasses Mm -hmm. clearly we see the beard and the hair but we also noticed there was speculation why he's not wearing his wedding ring and we see (laughs) that it just doesn't fit on his finger anymore 
Right. Yeah. I I thought those moments were great. Me too. Totally. So he de- so he decides to fill a box of insure with money and go down to the local bar, and this is it. So he's going to call his son. He's going to say, "Listen, Flynn, uh, I'm going to send you this money to your friend. Will you take it?" And then Flynn does not handle it very well. What, what did you guys make of the interaction between Walter and Flynn, who refuses to be be called Walt Jr. even at school? Um, I was wondering real quick, and I mean, Tiny, you can go ahead and uh, talk about it first. But um, I was kind of wondering, like, okay, Flynn, Flynn call, being called Flynn is seems like it's it's him just just completely throwing away the Walter name. But I also kind of wonder mm-hmm. if maybe that's just what they call him at school anyway. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, I I think it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty obvious use of it. Flynn Flynn White, please come to the office. You know they're they're making it so it's like oh he's not Walt Junior anymore. Yeah. But I do I also think that a teenager would just want to go by that now. Right. Right. So, but anyway, the the call was pretty heartbreaking as well, and I thought a pretty good performance from uh, R J Mitty. Oh, oh definitely. That's what I was going to say. He was great. Sorry, didn't mean to step on your toes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he was. He was. He's been great this whole season, actually. Mm-hmm. Is that what you expected from him? Did you uh, from from uh, Walt Junior. that reaction? Yeah, I did. Go ahead, Tony. Oh, I was gonna say yeah. I, I expected it from him because he's been he's been very uh, principled from the get go. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't he doesn't like friction. He doesn't. Well, he he just doesn't like people not doing what they're supposed to do like yeah that's a know, good way to he's, put it he's he's very principled so i Just totally give me my expected breakfast. that <laughs> yeah uh the the only the only addendum to that would be him defending his dad at all costs but you know it's that that came to a head in the last episode right. so that's exactly right. what i expected him to do yeah, yeah. um i just uh, someone online mentioned this but um it's very it's it's kind of heartbreaking to see how Walt Jr. And this goes back to my whole thing an episode or two ago where I talked about how I kind of want to take all of all of Walt Jr.'s scenes and just cut them together to see his perspective of what, what's happened throughout the run of the series. Because he's basically gone from, from viewing his dad as this stand-up guy, as this really good really good guy, just this, this guy who just happened to get cancer and it just sucks. But... Now he's just now he's like uh, he called the police to, uh, last episode to to tell him that he thinks he may have killed someone and it's just this kind of heartbreaking story arc um, yeah. that's separate from uh, some somewhat separate from the from the rest of the series um, yeah. and I, I I'm trying to I was trying to confirm this but I, I can't but I think that he also when he hangs up the phone he's like why don't you just die already I think oh, he said yeah. the same thing in season one to him yeah. He might have. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that he sounds right. Have. Yeah, but were, it was. Were Were either of you frustrated that um, that when Hank Junior was saying that's an Easter egg for listeners, by the way. I, did <laughs> nice. this. I was gonna say I should have let it go a little longer. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> when when Hank Junior is talking to Hank about killing Hank, and <laughs> Hank's. <laughs> Oh, God. And then uh, Principal Hank comes in. Principal Hank comes in <laughs> with with that nice butt. Uh, anyway. I love it. Anyway, uh. um, 
do, do, did either of you guys feel like when Flynn was accusing Walt of killing Hank that Walt should have spoken up a little bit more? That was that was a little frustrating to me. Um, he didn't kill Hank. He clearly didn't kill Hank. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess there's nothing he could have said to convince him. Right. But he didn't even try. He are, you know, he already made the statement over the phone. That's his that's his position is that he killed Hank to remove, you know, oh, right. to remove okay. to re- yeah. right, to remove right. heat from right. his wife. You're right. And, but he, but you you are right in the fact that he's he's just having a private conversation with his son. Yeah. Uh he doesn't he doesn't necessarily need to um to be that careful to where he couldn't have reassured his son in that in that scene saying no I did not kill Hank I think he could have gotten away with yeah. it um, yeah. I, I wouldn't have been if I were Walt in that situation I would not have been worried that you know the conversation was being recorded or anything right. so yeah. you're, you're right he could have he could have said something but I guess okay. I don't know why he didn't I think well, that there's this moment where he's where Walt Walt knows that he it's fruitless. Uh, he's never going to see his son again. His son's his yeah. son hates him. His family hates him. He he's never going to see his family again. And he's kind of not accepted it, but he's kind of come to the place where it's like he can't talk his way out of it anymore. He can't he can't li- like like uh, like Mike said that that Vince Gilligan said that Walt's greatest uh, superpower is his his ability to lie. And that mm-hmm. um, what was the rest mm-hmm. of the quote? Um, well, and it's just that it's time that he's going to start realizing his own lies. Yeah. He's been lying yeah. to himself just as much as everybody else. Okay, yeah. Right. So it's like he can't uh, – he just can't – he knows he can't talk his way out of it, and it's pointless because, right. you know. Um, well, it's incredibly pointless, so much to the fact that we see Walter White, not Heisenberg, <laughs> uh, at his, in his last moments. Mm-hmm. Walter White has given yeah. up, and Walter White, not Heisenberg, decides to call the DEA, I assume, uh, and say that he wants to be he wants to talk to whoever's in charge of the of the Walter White investigation, and he turns himself in and he puts the phone down, and orders a final drink, and that's it. That's the, that's that's Walter White throwing in the towel. He's going to give yeah. up. He's going to do what Saul suggested. And I thought it was very interesting. It, it was a it was a one last moment of nobility kind of in the face of desperation, right? Mm-hmm. Like his last desperate hope was to give the money to his son, and that was it. Yeah. You know? And 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 I'll talk about the what he sees on the on the television, but I think the conversation with Walt Jr. kills Walter White. I think that's it. I'll I'll agree with that. Um, okay, so then he let me let me go into the final and we can we can wrap it up and talk about it because this this made the episode for me made the season for me. <laughs> the the barkeep pours him a drink. He's flipping through the channels and he goes across a conversation talking about science. So of course Walter White is interested and he wants to go back. <laughs> and it is uh, Elliot and Gretchen Schwartz uh, who who are in charge of Gray Matter, the company that. Um, that squeezed Walter White out uh, after its inception, and uh, so they're they're talking about some charitable things that they're doing. But then um, the interviewer asks who uh, how they feel about the fact that Walter White was uh, a co-creator, and they say something to the effect of the only the only thing he added was the name, and that's yeah. it. 
More specifically, Gretchen says that the sweet, kind man that we used to know is gone. Anything that we used to know of Walter White is gone. Cue the extended theme music and my favorite scene, almost, from the entire show. Hmm. Heisenberg, full evolution. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally right? agree. Yep. Oh, yeah. It was, um, it was pretty wild. And if you, if you sympathize with Walter White at all... I'm sorry, but he died. Yeah, he's yeah. done. You um, know what I mean, this, this is Heisenberg. This is this is revenge. This is jealousy. This is egotistical. This is I'm going to kill everybody in my way. Yeah, that was the the tipping point for the character. That was yep. the the peak the peak of the climb of the roller coaster car was right there, and it yep. just started to fall. Absolutely, yep. exactly, um, totally agree. It was it was really great to see, and they pulled it off oh, really yeah. well. Totally, the, when. When the theme music started playing, I was just, I got so, it was, was, I get so just, I guess pumped is the closest word I can think of. I'm getting chills thinking about it right now. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) Just talking about the the extended theme. Yeah. The extended score, I guess. The theme blended into the score. Right. Was just awesome. It was was Mm -hmm. great. Um, But what. I think it's funny that, like you mentioned, that it's his complete evolution. And I agree, because um, I think I think uh, I think that Walt calling the police was the obviously the last, like, like you said, the last, the last act of Walter White. I would say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, it's the last. He he realizes that the thing that Walter White was doing this for was to provide for his family. Now he can't do that. So now it's right. now it's become what Heisenberg was doing it for, which was his, I don't know. Uh, his name, recognition. Yeah, yeah. To, to be somebody. Oh, yeah. So now. Legacy. Legacy. Yeah. Legacy. Exactly. And uh, he's right. all set to, he's all set to, to throw in the towel. And then the, <laughs> he gets, he, he notices that, that interview and it's just, it hits him right in the pride. Yep. Yeah. And that's when. <laughs> That's where that's he, a good way he, to put it. It hits him right. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, so it makes me wonder. It was. It was okay. Um, some people online were saying that they now we know who the ricin is for. Oh, meaning I don't. Gretchen and uh, uh, her husband. Oh, but oh, geez. On Reddit, uh, a user named uh, Potato Man. His uh, his reply to that was he won't give them the ricin. If he gives them the ricin, they won't know Walt killed them, and Walt will want them to know he that he was the one who killed them. Um, yeah, and I think that's that's a really good point. Yeah, um, which makes me wonder. I mean, I feel like I feel like regardless of Potato Man, um, it's the ricin is probably for them um, because I want the I want the gun to be for jack and and the nazis yeah yeah um but who's who knows honestly <laughs> that seems intense and again if you've listened to this podcast at all i am not a defender of walt whatsoever but i don't know that heisenberg is out to kill the the schwartzes that, i think that is. seems intense. you think so oh absolutely after that hmm. after that scene where he sees that he's I keep thinking about it from from the perspective of like the country of of Albuquerque and 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 and, and the Breaking Bad universe. They're seeing this manhunt 
for this guy, this this chemistry teacher who became this drug kingpin and all this stuff. And it kind of makes me wonder, like, you think of manhunts and they never end well um, for yeah. the for the hunty. Um, so I, he's just going to get this gun. He's going to go and he's just going to take out. I think he's going to make a stop at Grey Matter and then he's going to go after um, the Nazis. Yeah. And I wanted to ask this real quick. Um, do you guys, do you guys, I, I, I hope that there is a Walt and Jesse scene. Obviously there's, there's gotta be right. Oh, um, no doubt. Yeah. Okay. I just can't. I hope so. Yeah. I can't figure out how they're going to reconcile all of these loose ends in one episode. It'll be tough. Yeah. Um, Not that I doubt that they'll be able to. I just think that it'll yeah. be kind of difficult. But here, here's what I was going to say, and I think I think this is a good place as any to wrap it up. Usually at this point we make predictions about the next episode, but I'm so excited to see what happens and so excited to be surprised. What do you What do you guys say we just not make predictions and just enjoy it? Sounds good to me. Sound good, I was Tiny? Say, I like it. I like it. Yeah. All right. I was going to say anyway that like like for the rest of the season I've – I haven't been able to foresee much of anything that yeah. the writers have come up with, so it's probably best not to, yeah, not to do it and make an idiot of myself. Yep. <laughs> I do enough of that on my own anyway. Yeah. So here's hoping uh, Walt Jr. finds the M60 and uh, wins the day, kills everybody. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. See you guys next episode. Yep. Later. Skyler. All the things that I did, you need to understand. I have to hear one more time that you did this for the family. I did it for me. I liked it. I was good at it. So, as of this recording last night, uh, Breaking Bad is no more. Um, the epic tale of Walter White's descent into the persona of Heisenberg reached its finale um, with the episode Felina. And as we have been doing this whole season, we are here to discuss the end of the end of the show and the legacy that it leaves behind. Um, I wanted to get things kicked off by just asking just uh, everyone here that's me, Matt, at Obsessive Viewer, uh, Tiny, at Obsessive Tiny, and Mike at I Am Mike White. I want to ask you guys how you guys watched the finale. Like, did you have a process for it? Did you have, like, a special, like, sanctuary that you hold yourself <laughs> up in? Uh, Tiny, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. I uh, It was pretty uneventful for me, actually. Um, I didn't... I just kind of wanted to get it watched, you know. I've been it had been building for so long, and I just didn't I didn't do any kind of ceremony or anything. I just watched the recorded version, probably about uh, I think I watched it like two or three in the morning because mm-hmm. uh, I had the had the day off, and uh, so yeah, I, I 
I work weird hours, so <laughs> I watched it really early in the morning. Uh, nothing special, just kind of threw it on my TV and got her done. Nice. Mike, okay. how about you? Uh, well, I was kind of just sitting in agony all day after the Bears lost. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, just waiting for Breaking Bad. So kind of about two hours before uh, the episode was to, <clears throat> excuse me, was to air live, uh, Amanda and I decided we were going to watch the first episode and then the penultimate episode. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Hmm. So that was cool. We we did that. And then we watched the AMC's airing of uh, the second to last episode. And uh, other than that, we just kind of sat on the same couch we've sat for the last two years watching <laughs> wa- watching in our respective corners of the couch. Uh, <laughs> hugging the pillows we hold every week <laughs> in anticipation, and 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 we watch live, uh, and there were noticeably a lot of commercials. I remember sitting oh, through really? a lot of commercials huh. Huh. that I just wished that I could fast forward through. Couldn't right? Yeah. Uh, that's why DVR is the the holy grail, I guess. Or that's that's yeah, uh, yeah. Um. As for me, I <laughs> as of late, I've been like last last uh, spring. I I lost the office. The office ended, <laughs> and I made the point to basically I worked the night before, and I made the point in the morning to watch the hour long retrospective before they aired the the office finale, and then watch the finale. And it was kind of nice because it was like a nice little kind of event for me. So I decided to do something similar with uh, walking. Uh, wow. <laughs> With Breaking Bad. Oh. Today. Whoa. Just yeah. struck a nerve with Mike. Yeah. Let's, let's move past it. <laughs> um, so I, do, I decided to do something similar with uh, uh, Breaking Bad this this time. Um, and basically what I did was I, I couldn't watch it live because I, I, work, um, I work nights. So I was, I was asleep while it was airing. Um, so what I did was I... Basically, in the lead up to watching the finale, I watched all of the Talking Bad episodes leading up to it, and then which kind of mixed on anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And then I like I listened to Aaron Paul's Nerdist episode while I was at work, and then when I got home, I uh, I, I got a pumpkin pumpkin spice latte and watched. <laughs> Did you get in your yoga pants? No, I no no, but. <laughs> I actually just just out of sheer comfort, and this is maybe TMI, but I was just sitting in my underwear. Um, <laughs> not tiny whities though, but anyway, that's okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I watched. I, I had my pumpkin latte, and I watched uh, um, the episode of Conan where they had the entire cast on there, and mm-hmm. I thought that that was. I thought first of all, I thought that that was great. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Um, and then I watched the finale, and then now I have no more Breaking Bad ever. Um, going to make me cry, man. Yeah. <laughs> more. <laughs> cry more. Yeah. yeah. So, it was, so it was nice. It was, it was nice. Um, kind of got to send it off in my own way, I guess. Yeah. That's good. Um, I, feel, I feel like the, the weird one, because I was just like, oh, yeah, and just kind of watched it. I don't know. I... I had been I had been looking forward to it. Obviously, right. I, I really it was really, really wanted to do it, but I don't know. I just didn't do anything ceremonious. I guess. Okay. Yeah. And mine was only again out of agony. I'm sure mm-hmm. if I would have had something else to do, 
I would have done it. It wasn't so much ceremony for me. It was, I I just wanted to stop thinking about the bears for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's what good television is. It's an escape. It is yep. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, so do you guys want to break down the episode for our listeners? I think Let's that, do it. That sounds good. All right, we get a cold open that takes place immediately after the events of um, Granite Slate. Um, Granite State. Granite State, excuse me, of That's Granite right. State. And Walter White is in his in an automobile that he finds, and uh, some cops show up, and there's some very tense moments there before he gets away. And he says something to the effect of um, he almost prays for mm-hmm. the first time. Yeah. I don't know if we've ever seen him pray, but he says, just get me home. I'll do the rest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that I needed that intro. I, I thought that was one of the – it was a weak cold open, I thought, for for this finale. What would you guys think of the cold open? Uh, that's that's actually pretty accurate, I think. Yeah, it was it was sort of weak. Um, the the only intriguing part or in part that I thought was interesting was uh, the, the, the praying, I guess you could call it. Because, yeah. you know, who's he talking to? <laughs> They've right. never right. – the White family has never – has never hinted at all at being, you know, religious or a faith, faith-based family. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I wonder was he praying? Was he just kind of? I don't know. It was it was an odd little, odd little thing. But other than that, yeah, it was kind of an uneventful cold open. Mm-hmm. I agree, and it's worth mentioning, if I'm not mistaken, is this this is the only the second time this season that or this batch of episodes that. Um, the cold open immediately follows the end of the previous episode, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. So yeah. it's kind of it was kind of strange, and I mean, I guess it was necessary. Oh, I don't even know I if it was necessary. Yeah, that's what that's my big complaint. Actually, is I didn't I don't feel like I needed the information that it was giving me. Yeah, I mean, we saw that he left the bar and that he was gone from the bar when the cop showed up in the last episode. So why right. did we need to see him leave? Right. Um. Yeah, so I thought, I mean, in a series that has had so many great, like, phenomenal cold opens that mm-hmm. are like like mini-movies unto themselves, I thought that this was a weak way to send off the show in terms of a cold open. Like, if if there's so many cold opens that you can watch it and it, it's its own self-contained thing that if mm-hmm. you were to watch this one, it's just, it's a, it's a part. Yep. True. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I agree. It, it was uh, it was not my favorite cold open of the show. Right. However, that isn't to say that the rest of the episode uh, wasn't incredible because holy crap, it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think after the commercial break, is that when we get Jesse in his box? Uh, maybe sounds, sounds right. I okay, think. Uh, I I could be jumping around, but we'll we'll talk about that because it's a very brief scene. We get a mm-hmm. we get a callback to uh, one of the earlier episodes, a pretty early episode. I want to say like season two, mm-hmm. where um, Jesse is in therapy f- uh, for you know Narcotics Anonymous, whatever it is he's on, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, he's talking about how in shop he could he could build these boxes, and he built this box. Uh, so he has this fantasy moment where he's building this box, and then he, of course, wakes up um, to find that he is actually – we find that he's just making meth. How would you guys feel about that flashback, that uh, that scene? I thought it was great. Um, I'd forgotten about his his his, uh, 
his story about about making the box. Yeah. Um, and I and I was trying to remember what exactly the context was, but um, but yeah, I just thought that that was I thought it was a very emotional emotional sequence that told so much while showing so little. Yeah. And it was it was a good benchmark mm-hmm. of what the show is as a whole. Tiny, how about you? I thought it was a great scene as well because it was, again, it was a, it was a little bit of a, a reality check for the audience. It's like, remember how bad this is for, for Jesse? You know, he has to go to this. He's essentially going to a happy place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then all of a sudden he gets, you know, just slammed back to reality. And, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a really cool visual cue where in his fantasy his apron gets caught. But in reality it's his leash, if you will, uh, yeah. pull, pulling on him. Uh, that was just a, it was a cool reality check kind of scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, very very sad. I thought it was really sad because he's just it illustrates his status as a slave. Really, yeah, yeah. Uh, just very very sad. That's good. Okay, I was actually mistaken. Uh, that scene is actually a couple minutes in. In fact, the next scene we get after the one of seven thousand commercial breaks, <laughs> if you watched it live, uh, was we see Walt stop for gas um, someplace warmer. He's no longer mm-hmm. in New Hampshire. He, uh, I assume, near Albuquerque. Uh, mm-hmm. So he pops the trunk. We see that he has all the money. He has his medication. Uh, and he goes to a payphone to make a call to someone about taking a picture for uh, Elliot and Gretchen, uh, essentially to get their home address. What are you guys thinking at this point? And I know we kind of disagreed last week on what the ricin was for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I th- I honestly I I really thought that he was going to kill them. I, so did I. I really thought that he'd snapped and then he was going to go after them and and murder them. And I thought that up until he actually got there, but we'll get that to that in a moment. Yeah. Um I'm, I'm glad that A I was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and B that he didn't. I I honestly would have been I would have been disappointed. I feel like it would have been a waste of time if he did. Mhm. Yeah, I guess. Because it wouldn't, it wouldn't have had much to do with protecting his family or anything. It it would have been strictly a a point of pride, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, just to, yeah, because they wronged him once. Right. That would have been his justification for killing them, and I think that would have been. I don't think it would have been in the spirit of the character. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. Do too. You you mentioned that he snaps, and and I. And I don't know that he snaps into murderous rage, but I think he's always been jealous. You know, yeah. and mm-hmm. and this was this was he he had to strike fear into them for mm-hmm. sure. You know, but yeah. I I'm I'm glad that he didn't feel like he needed to kill them because I don't I didn't feel like he needed to kill them. Yeah, right. um, I'll I'll talk more about that later on. But okay, I just I thought that the, I I thought in terms of the uh, the phone call to get their address, I thought that was very clever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought, and I loved the added touch of him putting the uh, the watch on top of the payphone. Yeah, um, if I'm not mistaken, that's the watch that um, Jesse gave him on um, his fifty first on his fifty first birthday, and it was very, um, very special to him. And it was just like you know, he's not coming back from this. He's he's going to his right. death. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. Real real quick. I'm I'm sorry. That's okay. Um. But. Going back to Jesse, um, it was interesting because 
our our friend Aaron, Tiny and I's friend Aaron Conley, who we graduated with, she uh, she had this comment that I I didn't really piece it together quite like this when when he was uh, when he was he was forced to cook meth again. That she said um, when Jesse was chained up to the leash, it kind of reminded me of all the times he tried to get out of the meth business with Walt, but somehow always ended up getting drugged back in and. Then when uh, he was chained, it's like he was drugged back into the meth yes. business yet again yes. after Brilliant. he thought he was done. Um, I just thought that that was I, – I didn't really piece that together that, I mean, he's like literally chained. It's, chained to uh, it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, she worded that very well. Yeah. That's a good yeah. really, analogy. Really on point observation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so continue. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> one of the things I loved about this episode – uh, or I guess just about the finale, the end end of all of it, is that it really left no loose ends. Uh, and the scene I'm <laughs> mm-hmm. about to talk to next is kind of like point one on all of his greatest hits of his stops that he has to make before it's over. <laughs> and and make no mistake, uh, if you haven't seen the episode, you're stupid for listening now. Walt <laughs> dies at the end, okay? Walt, Walt dies at the end. And he knows yeah. this at this point. And I really love that he's just checking off the things on his list. Mm -hmm. The first thing he has to check off is not so much what we expected in that he has to see Gretchen and Elliot, but he has to take care of getting the money, the $9 million, the $11 million he has left uh, to his children. So he goes to Gretchen and Elliot's house in in another one of those moments I love that's that's kind of scary movie. He's kind Mm -hmm. of creeping around the house. Um, and so he, he doesn't so much offer them a deal, but he says, here is $9 million. I paid two hitmen. Uh, he kind of reveals it as he goes. <laughs> I paid two hitmen to kill you if you don't do this. And he, they, of course, shine the, uh, the laser sights on them and says that on my son's 18th birthday, you will give him this money. How would you guys feel during that scene? I, I really glossed through it quickly. It um, was so intense. I, I, yeah. The tension was just fantastic. I loved it. Um, and I loved it. It's kind of seemed out of character for Walt to say this line that I'm about to say. But at the end, when he's like, he says something like, uh, "Here, beautiful people, this is how you can make things right," or something like that. I just uh-huh. thought like that sound like such a like rock star kind of thing to say, and that he's <laughs> kind of like just this this ultimate badass. But I just thought that I thought that was amazing. I, and it was I a Heisenberg that, line. I think it was a Heisenberg line. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it, I loved it, and I say that being someone who expected and even wanted him to kill, to kill them. Yeah. Um, just not because to satisfy my own bloodlust, but just to see his full snapping. But uh, <laughs> but like I said, I'll talk about that later. But um, I just I thought it was a really well constructed scene. Yeah, I loved it too. I thought um, the early parts of it were you know the the Schwartzes are just kind of, they're coming home and you, you see the camera just kind of following them. And all of a sudden it turns and you see Heisenberg sitting there on the bench. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it, it had, it had like a horror tone to it. And yes, that, exactly. in that sense, you know, it was like a, cause it was like a home invasion type kind of horror, horror scene. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and just the way he played it was, was so awesome. Uh, I was expecting it, it. There was so much tension. I was expecting a, a climactic point to the scene where he would make some kind of threat and just the way he did it i thought it was i wouldn't say it was predictable i didn't necessarily see it coming but as soon as i saw like those those 
laser dots on their chests. Yep. So I was like, "There's no way he hired Hitman. No. He's totally pl- yeah. he's totally playing them right now right. in some way." Yep. Uh, it was it was. I don't want to jump ahead, but it was just made even sweeter by the fact that it was Badger and Skinny Pete. Yeah, I I, I cheered actually when they. When he parks, when he stops on the side of the road and, and flashes his lights quickly, and two guys come out, I go, "It's Badger and Skinny Pete." <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then, of course, it was. That was awesome. I loved yeah. that. I loved that because a, I mean, fan favorite characters, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's nice to see them one last time. Mm-hmm. And b, I just thought, I just thought it was, um, it was a good way for him to find out that Jesse's still out there cooking. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a very like kind of organic way to do it. It was very it, sure, it suited right. the story well. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we get the scene where Jesse's working on the wooden box. We already talked about that school, yeah. so we'll skip past that. Uh, then we flash to the scenes that we've already seen. We he's in the diner. He's messing with his bacon. Fifty two. Uh, mm-hmm. He checks the back of his trunk where the weapon is inside it. He goes home. Uh, he gets the ricin from it, and then he stops. In the living room, and we get uh, a flashback. Was it an effective flashback for you guys? I thought it was well, nice to hear Dean Norris again. It was. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. He was they, credited was, in the episode. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. It, it, the, it's funny that the first place I jumped was, man, Hank was kind of a jerk back in the yes, day. Yes, <laughs> he his really was. Is, his character has just changed so much. Oh, yeah. It was that's that's what it made me think of. I'm not sure if that's what they were going for, but that's that's uh-huh. where I went with it. Uh-huh. Yeah. The next scene we get is Lydia, who meets uh, Meth Damon at the coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, nice, and we know immediately right that the ricin is for her. Oh yeah, and it's going oh, yeah. in her coffee, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Like I, I realized it when I was watching Talking Bad. And uh, I think Samuel L. Jackson was like, yeah, the ricin's for her. It has to be because they've, they've pointed out her tea so much. And I yeah. was like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, so Walt pulls up a chair and offers for $1 million that he would uh, show them a new recipe for cooking methylamine. Todd <laughs> is not so much into it. But, of course, this is really just a, just a setup. Yeah, you know, right. get, everybody was playing each other. Everybody was playing each other. Yeah, they yeah. they're making it look. Yeah, sure. We'll we'll have a meeting with you so we can take care of you. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we see Walt in the desert, working on his little automatic machine gun yeah. contraption, which was mm-hmm. which was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, it's like and, the uh, it's like the last chance for for Walt to show his brilliance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, I, I just wanted to say real quick, I, I forgot to mention this when we were talking about the cold open, but the uh, the title of the sh- of this episode was Felina, mm-hmm. and uh, there was some speculation in an article I read. Uh, maybe Matt could link it. Um, there was some speculation that this the title of the episode was inspired by an old uh, country song mm-hmm. um, called El Paso. I think it was originally recorded by Marty Robbins, I want to say, but... It's a really good song, even if you're not a fan of country, you'd probably like it. It's it's a cool it's a song that tells a story about a guy who falls in love with a girl and uh gets jealous and he gets wrapped up in this whole uh revenge plot against a guy. It's it's a really great song and uh in that cold open when uh when um Walt starts that car, that song is playing on the radio. Right. 
Huh. And then in, in this scene in the desert when he's putting together his little contraption, he's singing some of the lyrics from the song as well. Huh. Uh, and if I hope Matt will link that article, I think. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a really cool article. I was very impressed with, with how the, the person who wrote it put it together. Um, it's a really great song, and it is, it is fitting for this, for this scenario. So if you want a, another little cool Easter egg from the show, if you will, to find a recording of that song. It's, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, the next scene we get is, is like one of two climaxes. Mm-hmm. Would you guys mm-hmm. agree? Yeah. I, yeah. I, th- I think his line to her is, is perhaps the heaviest moment of the episode. Oh, yeah. The it's end of the be... show is, is, is badass. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but the, but the line is, is, is to me the finale. Is is the apex? You're talking about the line episode. to Skylar, right? To Skylar, yes. Yeah, that's what I'm going to yeah. open this segment with. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you've heard the line then. Yeah. Uh, so Marie calls Skylar and says that Walt is back in town and says that there's the car has been spotted, people have been making phone calls, and that she should watch out and what have you. Of course, uh, the camera moves around and we see that Walt is in there, which I loved. I loved that he was Me there too. the whole time, yeah. and he was kind of just standing there like a ghost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that, and just the thought that, that he'd been there the whole time. The blocking of that scene was just so brilliant. Yeah, and yeah. also Anna Gunn's performance in it. Yes, oh, yeah. great. Yeah. I was going to bring up the filmmaking; just was absolutely pristine in that scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. just well, the way that it was. Uh, ah. Yeah, the blocking uh, again. How they they pulled to the side, and then as they were talking, there's the pillar between the two of them. Yes, to mm-hmm. say that they are in the same room, face to face, but there will, there is always that something between them. Yeah, it was very Hitch, Hitchcockian, if you will. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. he starts to say, "I need you to know something. Uh, I did it all." And she stops him and says, "If I have to hear you did it for the family one more time." <laughs> <laughs> And he says, for me, I liked yeah. it, I was good at it, and I was, I felt alive. Yes. Yeah. That's um, it. it was, right there. That's it was, the Darth Vader right. moment. Oh, totally. <laughs> and and what was great about it was that he was, he was admitting his hubris throughout this entire series. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he was committing a very selfless act by finally admitting that to someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By finally saying that out loud, he was, he was... He was giving something to his wife who he had put through so much. Yep. He was doing a very selfless thing while admitting being, uh, you know, a very self-centered, you know, person. Yep. It was an interesting juxt- juxtaposition or like a comparison. I thought it was pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Me too. Um, and it, yeah, it, it's the only time he's ever admitted to that, obviously. A yep. huge moment for the series. And I don't think he's ever admitted it to himself. Um, I just I I love the scene. I loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also the uh, the point of him giving Skylar the lottery ticket uh, was I thought a very nice, a very in- inventive way for the the showrunners, the writers to tie up a loose end. You know, because yeah. we we don't see Skylar after that. You know, we that's her last scene, and so it's yeah. You know, we we wondered what's how's Skylar gonna get on and and walt jr for that matter mm-hmm. yeah. how are they going to get on after this is all over yeah. and that lottery ticket was was the answer for it and it was just such a simple you know a lot of shows would have spent a whole lot of time of the episode trying to address that 
But yeah. they did it with that simple little thing. I thought that was pretty, pretty yeah. clever. And her acting after receiving oh, that man. and saying the bodies are there. Yeah. I Ten episodes yeah. ago on The Obsessive Viewer, when I talked about I don't know that she had a whole lot of work to do to earn an Emmy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I mean, how is anybody <laughs> going to compete next year with this season? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's it's oh, insane. Yeah. It is clearly the front runner and clearly the favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, if it doesn't win, <laughs> you know, best drama, I don't think I'll ever watch another Emmys again. <laughs> <laughs> don't blame me. If I don't blame you. Yeah. That would be a joke. Uh-huh. So I'll try to get the last get through the last part briefly because I don't think that my words can do justice to the excitement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Walt pulls up to Jack and Company's hideout. Kenny gets in the car, leaves him in the clubhouse. Walt parks the car where he wants to park the car, <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, despite uh, how Kenny s- says to park. Uh, no. Walt goes inside. We get a little bit more tension, a little bit more drama where they take the keys away. Uh, Walt says to Jack that um, he's been working with Jesse, and Jack brings Jesse out. Yada, yada, yada. They're standing face to face. And then we get, of course, the action climax where Walt tackles Jesse and presses the button, shoots everybody. Todd is left. Jack is left. Jesse <laughs> finally gets to kill Todd. Yes. Which is a beautiful thing. I cheered. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I oh, actually yeah, so cheered. I, I clapped. Me too. And then, of course, uh, um, Walt shoots Jack. Uh, Jack smokes a cigarette first and says, if you want to know where that money is, you'll never. And then, of course, uh, Walt <laughs> doesn't care. Shoots yeah. him anyway. Uh, react. What do you guys think? Uh, uh, go ahead, Tony. I, I was going to say, I, I think Walt's lucky that the M60 didn't jam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a, unless I'm mistaken, that was a common occurrence with the M60. Uh. It used to jam a lot. So, uh, But I was, I, it was it was great. It was a great scene to watch. I loved it. Cause it's the climax of the entire series. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it, it, it was funny because it seemed like, his plan seemed like one of those action movie plans that's really over the top and sh- and realistically should not work. Yeah, because <laughs> he got very lucky in so many instances in that plan. You know, yeah. he's lucky they didn't check his trunk. He's yep. he's lucky that all of the bad guys were in the range that very right. short range of yep. the gun. Uh, so he got he got lucky, and it was it was one of those things that probably shouldn't have worked, but it did. And I, I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it was just one of those things. Everything kind of worked out perfectly. There's yeah. a gif. Um, there's a gif online it. you can find where it shows them being shot, but it just sticks to Kenny being shot through the eye, th- through the face and the yeah. bullet going through and hitting the guy behind him. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. I didn't catch that. It, it's awesome. I didn't catch it either until I saw the gift the next day. I loved but, how like it went into like slow motion for that. Yeah, uh-huh. um, and I loved at the end of it in the scene with with uh, Walt and Jesse. Um, I love that you can see Kenny kind of rising and falling from the from the seat uh-huh. that he is that he's in. I thought that just added so much to it. I thought uh-huh. I thought it was great. Yeah, the massage chair was a nice nice touch. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. are we? You said you cheered, Matt. How how did you feel when uh, when Jesse choked Todd? I was yeah, I loved it as well. I. I, I thought I, I kind of would. I kind of wanted uh, Todd to have a bit of a more uh, ceremonious. I guess we use that word a lot, but yeah. uh, a bit of a, a more ceremonious death scene. But it was fitting. I mean, it it fit in there so well that yeah. that that was the best way to do it. I it could have been worse. We could have gotten less than that. 
Right. Exactly. You know? very, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I was I was in in fact as Todd was crawling around, I was like, I don't know if I can take any more drama. <laughs> so so the the second the chains come around, I clapped. Yeah. Just one yeah. loud clap. I and I think I even did a whoop. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think I yelled yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh so after that scene, uh, we get the we get the Walt and Jesse standoff that we've been, we've been waiting for all along. Um, we also see that Walt is shot, or we we saw him get shot. You know, he kind of winces and, and mm-hmm. has the grimace on his face. Uh, so we see that he is damaged and probably will die. He tosses the gun to Jesse uh, and tells him to do it. Uh, Jesse sees that he's been hit in the stomach and he tells Walt to do it himself. Which, mm-hmm. which is even more, I think, of a moral, emotional victory for Jesse than killing Todd. He killed Todd out of revenge, but he yeah. he finally got the comeuppance that that he's deserved all along. I mean, Jesse like has been, all along done exactly what Walt wants him to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by Walt making Jesse think that it's what Jesse wants, mm-hmm. and Jesse well, says, so. "Do it yourself." It's where Jesse Jesse solidified himself as the hero of the story uh-huh. in yeah. that in that scene that moment actually that moment right there yep yeah yep I I yeah. love it I you know I said all along that it would come down to the two of them and I and I kind of hoped Jesse would kill Walt but I like it even more this way mm-hmm. yeah it was more fitting it was more fitting it was perfect yeah. it yeah. was perfect um, I'll go on we're kind of we're kind of running long. Uh, uh, Walt, we're fine. Walt answers Todd's phone. It's Lydia. <laughs> Hang on, real quick, real Brad. quick. That ringtone. Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> it was great. I thought it when I first heard it. I thought it was uh, part of the score. Like I thought it was playing over the uh-huh. the scene. Yeah. But then uh-huh. I realized it was his ringtone and just started laughing. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's Walt, of course, on the phone. She can't believe it. He asks if she's feeling flu-like. And essentially, she just uh, is going to die the next <laughs> the next day right. or so, which I love. I've hated her yeah. since the beginning. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, we get to see Jesse smile, and I just want to give him a big kiss in the lips. <laughs> I'm so happy for Jesse as he's like screaming and and driving out the gates. I was yeah. really happy for him in that yeah. moment. Yeah. And yeah, and and he and Walt had a little. They shared a little visual moment. They did. Mm-hmm. Right, yep. right before he left, and I thought it was appropriate. It was kind of like a a visual acknowledgement on both of their parts that everything is fine now. Yeah. Yep. Or everything is back where it should be, yep. given what's happened, I guess. Right. Yeah. Uh, even, I mean, even more than – well, yeah. It is exactly how it should be. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so we get the most I, – I couldn't have asked for a better denouement than the one we mm-hmm. get where he goes into uh the the barn i don't know what they have set up but but yeah. their lab mm-hmm. and he's just kind of yeah. touching the equipment and he's kind of in this room where where he was the best in the world at making this product mm-hmm. you know and he's and he's just loving it and he touches the last one and as the police are coming in he falls and uh and he dies Walt dies i love i love the way i loved it too um in in Talking Bad after the the episode, uh, Vince Gilligan said that that he he referred to that scene as Walter White spending his last moments with his mistress. 
Uh, <laughs> and I thought that was because that's kind of how it was. Yeah, kind of. You know, yeah. That's, that's that's how he treated his lab. Yeah, it was. And 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 that's that you could you could see that it was it was a totally visual scene. There was no there was no dialogue. So right. You, it was illustrated very well. Yeah. 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 I, um, I, I like the relationship. I like that we get the relationship. But again, I love the, just the smile that that right after, you know, he was about to give up an episode ago. A day. Yeah. How long does it take to drive there? We'll say four days ago. He was about yeah. to give up. He was about to turn himself in. Uh, but but today, you know, he after after meeting with uh, with the Schwartzes. And they, he could have been the best at that and wasn't because he was bought out. He was the mm-hmm. best in the world at making meth, and he got to be that. He was. I, he I was love content that for him. in his. He was content in his final moments. Yeah. Yeah. Which is shocking given what's happened. Right. <laughs> you wouldn't have. Ex- um, you wouldn't have not. You would not have expected that for such a, a questionable antihero. Yeah, and the way that he kind of caresses the, the equipment, it was very kind of very golem like. Um, yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. kind of this perfect process. meld. <laughs> exactly, <Yeah. laughs> nice. it's kind of this perfect meld of his uh, kind of. I, I don't know how else to explain it other than kind of this perfect meld of him succumbing to this to this Heisenberg thing while also redeeming himself. Yeah. Um, as well, it was a perfect reconciliation between Walter White and Heisenberg. Yep, and that's mm-hmm. kind of how he went out. Yep, yep. And I love the, the idea that, just at its base level, simply put, he did exactly what he set out to do two years ago. That's he exactly made money what I was for his say. family, and then yep. he died. He, right. he essentially, in the pilot, got a death sentence. And I think when he when his cancer went into remission in season two or whatever, season three, we kind of forgot that. You know, mm-hmm. best case scenario, it's in remission. He gets a couple more years. He got a death sentence in the in the first episode. We should have known this was how it was going to end, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it did. And I love that. Me too. Um, but, and I... One thing I think that's important to point out about this this entire final episode was that we've been talking so much this this whole season how uh, Walter White has transformed into Heisenberg, mm-hmm. and what's interesting about it is I think this entire episode he was so he was so just Walter White because he yep. he did not de- his every single action that he took. In the like from the very beginning, the first second of the of the episode to the very last second was a selfless act. It was all he did everything for the other people in his life that he cared about, mm-hmm. and yep. that's it. And that that that's that's a Walter White thing. He wasn't he was not being Heisenberg in this episode. Interestingly yeah. enough, I agree. Yeah. Again, it was it was his Darth Vader moment. He, yeah, he yeah. became Anakin yeah. Skywalker again. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I. I, I hesitate to say this. I hesitate to say anything like this on here because it's my initial reaction. And I know that I'm going to feel very, very differently when I revisit the entire series from the beginning. But I couldn't help but feeling like the end, the end of the series didn't, I didn't, I didn't dislike it. I don't, I'm not discrediting it or I'm not saying that it was disappointing or anything like that. It did not. Careful, Matthew. I know. <laughs> It just it didn't quite go the way that I expected to, which isn't a bad thing, but mm-hmm. it's also I don't know how 
I don't know how to describe it without sounding like I was disappointed because I wasn't disappointed. I just felt that the entire lead up to it, I was expecting Walter White to fully become this villain, this... Vince Gilligan said he was turning Mr. Chibs into Scarface. Yeah. Hmm. I now know that's not accurate. Yeah. It's it's just simply not not what was accomplished, not what he did. Yep. Um so I was expecting this big uh you wanted this, him this, to kill the Schwartzes. I wanted him it's to go on thing. a rampage. Yes, exactly. I wanted him to just completely accept his his villainous role and and just go out in a blaze of gunfire. Um I wanted him to become evil. Mhm. And I right. felt like it was because you have anti-hero shows. Um, in the and I'm sorry, Mike. I know you haven't watched it, and I I assume other people listening haven't watched it. But I I can't help but I can't help but compare it to the Shield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the way the Shield ended, I'm not going to spoil it or anything, but I felt like I felt like with Breaking Bad, he did so much horrible stuff, and he redeemed himself in the end. But it's almost to the point where does he deserve to redeem himself? Is there is there a point in in the story where he becomes so so far gone that it's irredeemable? And I mean, I mean, he poisoned a kid, he he murdered people, he mm-hmm. he did all that. And I mean, I don't know. I'd have to look at it more closely. Mm-hmm. But to earn that redemption, I, he he redeemed himself well in the finale. I'll say that. It's just the road getting there didn't quite match up with the way that I expected the finale to play out. Um, that's that's true. It felt like they were building towards what you described. Uh, yeah. You know, a, a villainous a villainous end, a Scarface ending where he goes out in a blaze of glory. But they went the other way with it. And I, I appreciate the choice. I think it was... Mm-hmm. I respect that choice. I think it was it was still really great to watch. But I, I do mm-hmm. see what you're saying, though. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good point. Okay. I'll Mike? say that for someone who has not been a Walter White fan for a long time. I, I did not side with Walter White for a long time, and I always thought mm-hmm. that Jesse needed to kill him. I felt that this was a very appropriate ending. While I, while I agree with you about the, did he, did he deserve to have the good ending? I think that so many people sided with Walter White for so long uh, mm-hmm. that that people did like him, and, and everybody wants to see... Um, Sorry for the analogy again. Everybody wants to see Darth Vader show that Luke was right and there is there is good mm-hmm. in everybody. You know, we don't really mm-hmm. know all that much about Walt before the events of this show. He mm-hmm. he seemed like a good guy, seemed like a good father. Um, unfortunate events caused him to do some bad things and also his own hubris caused him to do some bad things. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I think if he had gone out in a blaze of gunfire, I f- I think a lot of people would have been unsatisfied with that ending. It, mm. it it might have been appropriate. You might have been able to argue for it, and I know it's what you expected. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't think I don't think it's the satisfying ending that people want from a show like this. For especially people who continued to root for Walt all along, you know. And he did. Uh-huh. He did go out in a blaze of glory, quite literally. He, but sure it, did. Was, it was for a different reason. It yep. was a self. It was a selfless reason. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was his one. 
really his one selfless act of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that I just think that 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 was kind of not sudden. It just I don't I don't feel like it was properly set up for me. And that opinion will probably change when I revisit the series. <laughs> um, yeah, from the beginning, I'm not gonna. Uh, it's just, it's just my initial reaction was, okay, I, I, I can get, I can get on board with that. It's his, it's his, uh, as you said, it was his greatest hits, his, his final, um, the, the Heisenberg Walter White farewell tour, if you will. <laughs> um, which I thought that the, it was a nice, it was a nice ending, but it just wasn't in keeping with what we, what we've kind of been told. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I think the vision of of what what they accomplished with this series was was great. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in the full scope of the series is is something that, as I've said like three times, um, <laughs> is something that I'm I'm going to have a different perspective of as I rewatch it from the beginning at some point. But mm-hmm. I just felt like it was just wasn't what I was expecting. Not that it's a bad thing, but mm-hmm. it just wasn't wasn't quite what I was expecting. Well, you know, if you want to say. That maybe he, I don't know, deserved a little more punishment. His family, their lives are still ruined. You know? Who's to say that Junior will will even accept the money? I think things are still pretty screwed up. We just just got this guy who kind of got to die on his own terms. But other than that, I think he's still lost, you know? I I have to disagree with you there, honestly. Um, what he's done with with the money, he's he's got it from he's got it coming from the Schwartzes. Which I mean, you turn eighteen, and some people that knew your father briefly before he turned into a monster tell you that, hey, here's nine million dollars. You're gonna take it. I mean, there's he doesn't know that it's from them from him. He doesn't know. He, it's he won't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. And plus, I wouldn't say that his family's ruined because they gave him, he gave him, he gave Skylar the lottery ticket. I mean, they're broken apart in terms of their family unit being. And that's completely... all. I, that's all I mean. I don't mean okay, that yeah. she's going to go to jail. I don't mean it's going to be bad. Okay, I just right. mean that their lives are changed forever. Yeah, yeah, but they still, they still came out clean. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I think clean is a very optimistic. <laughs> optimistic <laughs> word for for the life that they're gonna have they will have the opportunity to start over yes i'll put it that way yeah yes but the, i think they those two will always have meaning uh flynn and skyler will always have that they will always have a reputation they will always mm-hmm. be people will always assume something about them before they even meet them because of their association with heisenberg right. so mm-hmm. there is that but i would say that's a fair trade off for ten million dollars, <laughs> right? And they, they, Walt made them. Walt relieved them of the of the culpability. I guess they're not. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're not. Like they'll have that stigma. Like oh, whoa, right. stigma, hey. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be like, hey, you guys were involved with this big meth operation and resulted in the lives of. The loss of a uh, big loss of life with all these people. Sure, yes. and like I said, I, legally they they are scot free, right? But emotionally, yeah. they are all very damaged, and I yeah. think will be forever. 
Especially, my, especially Junior. I yeah, think Junior definitely. screwed up. Yeah, and yeah. and that's why I think uh, I don't think he will willingly ex- accept the nine million dollars that easily. That's in the end he might, but I don't think so absolutely as you think. But that's the thing. I, it's not gonna from his perspective. It's not gonna come from Walt. Why it's not? Gonna come why would he think of that? He because tried to give the, him the Schwartz money is, before. Well, on Char- uh, in the pr- previous episode with the with the Schwartzes, they when they were on Charlie Rose, they were like like they said like, "Hey, are you are you doing all of this donation, all these donations for the meth addict funds yeah. or whatever? No, I got that. Are you doing that for that? So I, I mean, it could just be there. They could present it as uh, clear in their conscience. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It. I just feel like he would be suspect to anything for a long time. Yeah. And but, uh, M- Mike, Mike, you made the point that Walter White still kind of lost. And I think you're right. He did still lose. But I think that was I, – I, whether or not you're a believer in fate, uh, I think that's the point they were trying to construe with this character was that – he is subject to fate, and he was going to have he was going to lose at life, regardless of uh-huh. how he went out, because he was given cancer, and that's he was giving fa- he was given a fatal cancer. And no matter who you are or what you do, when you get fa- when you are killed by cancer, you always lose. And that's yeah. he was going to lose anyways. There was nothing he could do. There was nothing he could do to prevent losing at life, essentially. Uh, so this is about the best way he could have gone out given his actions. Yeah. So he did he did lose but there was he was going to lose regardless of what happened. What he yeah. did. See yeah. I I will tread lightly here. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say he lost. Like he, you said he won and he lost. It was yeah. I don't know. He he won at the game he was playing, mm-hmm. but at the yeah. game of life he lost. He lost. <laughs> That's okay. how I'd put it. He was playing two games and he he won one and lost the other. Okay. Yeah, I, I can I can see that. But yeah. I just thought I mean he tied up everything pretty well for everyone. He he left oh, yeah. yeah. He left on semi good terms across across the board, I would say. In that sense he won. Yeah. 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 And it's just with anti heroes Yeah, I, I just thought that it was a little it was a little tidy. Not that it's a bad thing at all. Not that I'm not that I'm not that I'm speaking negatively about it, I just expected something a little more, a little more tragic and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, a, a harder hit thing. Maybe I'm just a cynic, and I just I think want... you are a cynic. Yeah. <laughs> I think you I'm, are, I'm yeah. so glad that it's not that it's not so tragic. I think mm-hmm. I think like the greatest tragedy was Hank dying. You yeah, know? yeah. And we're forgetting was. that he he lost Hank. That that is Walt's fault. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I th- I think that's that's a real tragedy, uh, unfortunately. So it's the, so it's not all happy, but but again, yeah. it's it's the kind of show where there's been so many tragic moments that I feel like it needed a. They don't call it an anti-hero for nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hero, as in we still root for him despite our best interests, despite what our morals <laughs> tell us. You know what I mean? So we, right. so we kind of want to pump our fists and then say, "Man, I'm happy, but should I be?" You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think that's what they're right. giving us. It's like, yes, Walt won. Wait, kind of. Wait, am I supposed to be happy? <laughs> wait, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's yeah. perfect yeah. in that way. Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I was just, actually I was gonna reference something that 
a point that Matt has made in the past. Uh, he's made it on the blog and I think on this podcast once, but he Matt talked about how in the past decade or so, television has had uh, a large influx of anti-heroes, uh, yes. anti-hero-driven yeah. shows, and this this show did it differently in that the anti-hero redeemed himself in the end, and I think mm-hmm. that was that was sort of refreshing in a way because Matt referenced the shield and that had one of the bleakest endings of any show I've ever seen. Absolutely. And well, you didn't see that then. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Although I guess that was more bleak for the audience. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, uh, it was, it was kind of refreshing to see, to see something different in that sense. I think it would have been completely satisfying to see the ending that Matt, talked about you know the blaze of glory and yeah. the scarface-esque ending would have been also very satisfying but this was just kind of refreshing in that sense that it was yeah. an anti-hero who redeemed himself and yeah. on the same token had they gone with with uh with what my expectation for an ending who's to say that in an alternate universe they did that and i spent this podcast talking about oh well the shield did it first <laughs> <laughs> true so, yeah. like I said, pending a rewatch, uh, I'm sure my opinion will change. And it's not that I have a negative opinion about it. It's just it wasn't what I was expecting. Not that it's a bad thing. Listening, uh, <laughs> uh, Detractors of Lost, listen. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. On, uh, afterwards, on, on Talking Bad, Chris Hardwick acts, asked. <laughs> Chris <laughs> Hardwick asked the cast. That's why it's a tongue twister. <laughs> where they think Jesse is going and what they think he'll do next. And, and they were all like, hmm, that's a, that's a good question. And Mike Ehrmantraut, Jonathan Banks, said, well, there's no question where he's going to go. <laughs> he He's going to go find Brock. Yeah. And he said it with such certainty that he's going to find Brock and that's going to happen. Unfortunately, Jonathan Banks, you're a great man and a great actor, but I disagree. Mm-hmm. I think really? that he would like to... But it's been a couple months. I mean, Brock is Brock is all all up in the uh, Foster family business. That's right true. The unfortunately, system. sadly enough, there is no getting to him for Jesse. Right, right. probably not. Yeah. Um, but where does he go? Also, Still a good question about about Jesse. Also, something about um, Walter being in the lab, dying in the lab like that. That completely alleviates Jesse from from. Any kind of criminal yeah, connection totally. to them. Yep. Which, uh, so it's it's nice to see Jesse get that ending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, I think Jesse goes to Alaska. I was just just gonna I say that he, he goes to Alaska <laughs> and he gets uh, an apprenticeship with a carpenter or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's yep. the romantic ending, I guess. Yeah. That is good. Um, this works as a as a pretty good segue to just to kind of wrap up things. Um, I wanted to ask you guys what. What do you guys think the legacy of Breaking Bad is going to be when now that the dust is as the dust settles? How do you think the show is going to be remembered in the grand scheme of television um, in years to come, uh, finale and all, as a complete as a complete product? I think it's in the conversation of greatest television show ever. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's up for such debate, but I, it's absolutely in the conversation. I agree. Definitely. Yeah. I I agree with that too. I think it's it's definitely in the uh, Mike put it perfectly. I can't say it better myself. I think it's right. in that conversation as well. Uh but I think one of the I think the show will have 
very good longevity as well because mm-hmm. it's a, it's a very palatable show mm-hmm. because it's it's what sixty two episodes it's only five seasons uh-huh. yeah. it's 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 not short but it's concise it's it's mm-hmm. easy to it's easy to watch and digest uh, but th- it still has themes to it that you can you know mull over for uh-huh. decades if you want it so does. it's it has that working for it that I think it will it will help it achieve longevity to where people could watch you know kids i think there's someone in in talking bad reference that there are kids who are being born now that in 20 or 30 years uh-huh. will watch it and they will mm-hmm. connect with it and think it's one of the best shows of all time mm-hmm. i and think I, I think that's i think that's his legacy i think if <laughs> and i don't mean to get political but if <laughs> ever if ever we go to universal health care if ever things get start looking up for the economy, um, some of the themes early on, especially in the first two seasons, will seem dated. And I think that mm-hmm. is it, it is one of the – I mean the drama is great. The acting is great. But for the first two seasons, I think w- perhaps one of the biggest drawing points of the show was, was its um, – kind of commentary on the economy and, and healthcare and what would you do if you were in this situation? Oh wait, there's a lot of people in this situation. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like if things start looking up for America, not to say that it's the bleakest of the bleak, I think some <laughs> of that stuff might seem dated in the future. That's, that is, that is a good point. It will seem dative, but it will also be indicative of its time. It yeah, will be, sure. it will be sure. representative of its time. So right. I think that's, that's fine. That it'll is. work as it'll work as a time capsule for this era, mm-hmm. yeah. in both in both the commentary on um, healthcare and also of the bleak nature of our society these days. I mean, this is a post nine eleven show about a guy who goes uh, not to bring in nine eleven or anything, but it's just it's kind of indicative of of the time period that we're in. That we have this dark show centered around this dark amoral character who gets deeper and deeper into this. Uh, criminal, criminal um, mm-hmm. enterprise. He's a criminal enter- entrepreneur, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's it, it's kind of a good indicator of the kind of um, show that that Americans and, and the world over at this time period are are latching onto. Like like we said, it, there's been a a plenty plenty of uh, antihero dramas on television. The Shield, Dexter. Um, uh, 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 Boardwalk Empire, Sons of Anarchy, just all these shows are they're, they're big hits because of their anti-hero stories. Mm-hmm. And Breaking Bad is arguably, or not so arguably, the best of that crop of television. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's an argument, but I think he, <laughs> I think he comes out on top <laughs> in the argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, and I just want to say real quick that it's going to. In the last segment, Mike, you, when when talking about Granite State, you, uh, just just as a completely complete Freudian slip or complete slip up, you you mistakenly said the word movie when referencing the show, and I thought that uh-huh. that I was I was editing that segment last night, and all I was thinking was that's like that's that's a perfect slip because this mo- this show I almost did it myself. <laughs> this show is one of the most film-like television series i've ever seen sure um the sheer amount of work that goes into goes into the 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 look of it the um the symbolism and and all of the little parallels and things like that the 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 
the hidden meanings behind things is just astounding. And I don't think, I don't think we have seen anything quite like it. And I don't think it's going to be very soon before we, see, oh, I, I don't I, think, I, I, I don't dis- think we're going to see it for a long time. I disagree. I think we will really? see all kinds of it very soon. Interesting. I, <laughs> I agree that I think it was the first. Um, and I think there are things about it that are distinctly TV, but I think it's TV at its best. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's TV at its cinematic best. And I think mm-hmm. there will be buku copycats in the next two years. Keyword there is copycats. I don't think they'll be able to okay. replicate it. No, no, they won't. They won't. Yeah. Nobody will for a very right. long time. There, there That's will what be, I was getting at. There will not yeah. be a cultural phenomenon like this show for a very long time. Right. But copycats, you better believe it. Yeah. And that's what I was getting at. Was it's not no one's gonna be able to replicate the quality. It's like it's similar to on on a small scale. It's similar to the Lost effect. Lost was a huge phenomenon, and after it ended, and even a little bit before it ended, network TV was just adamant about getting these serialized television shows centered around mysteries start st- to get started up and everything, and it, they all failed miserably. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I can't think of a single one that was that was a hit, and that's because. They struck gold with Lost, and that's the same thing with Breaking Bad. They struck gold with the story of this, this this unique story, and it's yeah. you can't you can't replicate that. True. Well, unfortunately, I think they think it it's possible to to replicate things and have it work because it has worked in the past. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Seinfeld was kind of the first of its kind, and then Everybody Loves Raymond was a huge hit, and all show and Home Improvement was a huge hit. You know what I mean? So they think, mm-hmm. well, if Home Improvement can do what Seinfeld did and Ray Romano can do what Home Improvement did, maybe we can get a show that does what Lost does and be successful because Home Improvement did it because Ray Romano did it. You know what I mean? I yeah. think I think comedy's different though. It that's, is. That, you're right. That is. It is. It's, it's a sick. That's a sitcom template, and that's. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that you know comedy that's the can. Difference. Right. Comedy yeah. can. Can, can fit a template like that but they they want to put drama in a box they want to yeah. put dr- dramatic shows like this in a box uh-huh. and it just can't be done uh-huh. right yeah well cool. um any parting thoughts on breaking bad i was uh completely satisfied thought it was great i wasn't um i i don't want this to sound like a bad thing but i wasn't absolutely blown away but i was completely satisfied with how they ended it mm-hmm. yeah blown away because I, for a show that gives you so many surprises and and fakes one way and shows you another look, the finale did not do that. Well, I guess maybe it did it to you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, it was very straightforward, um, but yeah. absolutely as completely satisfying as I could have wished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was awful. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, as I said, I had... I wouldn't go so far as to say I had mixed feelings, but I had I, I was satisfied with the ending. I will say that I was definitely satisfied. Um, it's given me a lot to think about, and it's going to be a lot of fun revisiting it uh, here in like mm-hmm. maybe a year or two. You know, um, I hate to I hate I feel like we were putting a really good cap on that. And I, I'm sorry, but I have to say this. Oh, and fine. I think I've said it before that I'm worried about what it will be like to go back and watch this show. Mm-hmm. 
in the past, I was worried about what it would be like to watch this show. If we got an ending, a Scarface ending, and we mm-hmm. would just hated Walter by the end of it, which I did most of this mm-hmm. season, hate Walter. I was mm-hmm. worried that there would be nothing for which to root for, <laughs> nothing for which to root early on, uh, that watching the early seasons w- would be tough for me to do. Uh, but ah, given yeah. given this ending, I cannot wait to watch it again. That's a good oh, point. That's awesome. actually a very good point. Very well um, put. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, I think that about does it. Um, thank you for listening to the Obsessive Viewer Podcast's send-off to Breaking Bad. Um, yeah. Listeners, I, I know that I kind of stumbled through some of the recaps. Uh, forgive me in that aspect. I really just wanted to get to the talking about it. So right. apologies <laughs> for that. Uh, Give yourself more credit, sir. You did very well. Yes, oh, you did. You. Hats oh, off, sir. Stop it. Thanks. <laughs> Poor pie hat off to you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, as always, I'm Matt. You can find me at, at Obsessive Viewer. Tiny, where can you find? Where can we find you online? Uh, at uh, Obsessive Tiny on yes. Twitter. Yes. And on the blog a little bit. And Mike, I am at Mike White on Twitter, and uh, I contribute every now and then to the Obsessive Viewer blog. All right. Well, uh, great show. (laughs) Have an A1 day. Have an A1 day. (laughs) Have an A1 day, yes. Thanks. And stay tuned for Low Winter Sun. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like everybody else, not. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Vince Gilligan. We'll see you on the next episode of Breaking Bad. (laughs) Right? We'll be back here next week for the next episode. Ooh. Um, what's and what? It's awkward. What's what? Yeah, what? Nothing. No, I mean, yeah. Uh, totally. We're not going to totally. do that. Yeah. We'll be back. Tiny we're going to do next season? We're not going to do next season? <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. All right. Uh, Let's go eat right. some breakfast. Yes. <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. See Thanks, ya. guys. Hey, guys. Just real quick before we uh, take off from this episode, we wanted to make you aware of a website called podcastland.com. Uh, it's a pretty cool little website. It's it's a compilation of tons and tons of different podcasts all around the internet. They categorize everything. Obviously, they have us in the TV and film section. Um, it's just a really cool, really cool way to find uh, some new podcasts and uh, find out what everything's about. And uh, it's pretty neat because you can actually vote for uh, your favorite podcast, and at the end of every month, they will pick a podcast of the month so uh, we'd really appreciate it if you guys went over there and voted for us and and genuinely just check out their website it's really cool we're, we're really honored to be on there and it was nice of them to to take the time to put us on there so so we're uh, we're part of some pretty high pretty high esteem over there and we really appreciate it so go over there check it out give us a vote we really appreciate it thanks guys Texas town of El Paso I fell in love with a Mexican girl Nighttime would find me in Rose's cantina Music would play and Felina would whirl Blacker than night were the eyes of Felina Wicked and evil while casting a spell My love was deep for this Mexican maiden I was in love, but in vain I could tell One night a wild young cowboy came in 